Hey everybody, this is Bevan. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Today, we're going to talk about my 2020 year in review, which I feel, I mean, I'm doing this, what is this, December 3rd? I'm doing this episode before. I always feel like doing end of the year stuff like early December is too soon, right? However, I'm, you know, this is a podcast where I interview my friends. I have a bunch of uh, interviews in the works, but nothing gelled for this week. So I was like, well, whatever. Uh, We're going to be adaptable. That's definitely something I learned from 2020 is how to be adaptable. And honestly, um, kind of some of the real clarity I've gotten this year is frankly out of the things that didn't happen or uh, didn't have certainly didn't happen the way I thought they should. I say that like that because thinking that things should work out the way you think, um, I'll say that I can only speak from my experience in my hindsight, right? Like every time there was something I wanted to work out, um, like romantic relationships are an easy one, right? I have wanted to stick with the person I have been with so many different times. And frankly, two years ago, the person I thought that I wanted to end up with is definitely not the person I wanted to, I want to end up with now, right? And I, so I was wrong, right? I really wanted to stay in LA, but um, my life kind of fallen apart and having to, or being in the financial position where like I didn't have any options to stay in LA and moving up here to the Pacific Northwest on the beautiful Olympic Peninsula uh, sight line to Canada. I can see Canada on a clear day from my house. It is so cool to live where I live. I'm so grateful and I'm so glad, right? And I wouldn't have wanted to spend 2020 or quarantine anywhere else. Um, the, we just had this big eclipse on Monday and I took, uh, I've been doing these moon ceremony yoga classes that have been amazing. It's really, I heard from Beautiful Existence, um, kind of when the astrology was getting really thick in September, she said, start really honoring the moon and doing ceremonies for the new moon and the full moon. So immediately after that, I saw that Sasha was offering moon ceremony yoga classes. So I hooked into those and I love them as a spiritual sort of centering tool. Um, and I, I actually really enjoyed the Zoom classes I've been doing. They've been part of routine for me. Routine has been huge in 2020. I've never had so much routine in my entire life. I'm so grateful actually, uh, because it helps root me in, right? It like helps me get my energy from source. It helps me, um, focus on what I want to be focusing on. And I'll say all the moon, all those zoom classes I do are yoga classes. Basically they're breath classes. One is a laughter yoga class. It's so good. Uh, one is uh, yoga and anxiety or yoga and tapping for anxiety with my friend, Noemi Sparks, yoga with sparks on, um, Instagram. And then these moon ceremony yoga classes with Sasha, who is loves the number two giggle on Instagram. Um, highly recommend, uh, doing some kind of Zoom classes uh, to connect with folks because part of uh, healing, honestly, is showing up in community with people and community happens when you show up. So it's been really good to do those things. And part of this ceremony, it's really funny. Um, we have this, we had this eclipse and it was uh, part of the moon ceremony. Sasha was having us hearken back to who we were in 2003 because something about, uh, you know, the astrology was hearkening back to that time. Eclipses frequently are um, page turns, uh, they're, they're right turns, right? Uh, they're, they're beginnings and endings, and they frequently hearken to a different time. So uh, she had us like think back to us in 2003, which is when that uh, eclipse was hearkening back to, and I was like, oh my God, Bevan in 2003 had so many ideas for her life, how she thought she wanted life to roll out 
And none of those things are actually aligned with, I think, what my calling is, what my true calling is. Um, and it's just so funny, like, how much we think we know. And then we actually don't really know. And um, and it's the surrendering, right, is what makes the most delicious things happen in life. The things that bring me joy today are not the things I, that I would have thought would bring me joy in the same way. Um, like two, five years ago, certainly not 2003. And I'll say, I'm so grateful this quarantine's happening for me when I'm 41 years old and I have all of the skills and, um, self-awareness and self-care and all of that. And, and my resilience to FOMO, right? Like this is the 2020 is kind of the year with no FOMO or all FOMO, right? Because like nothing's happening. So you're not really missing on anything, uh, which is kind of refreshing and kind of a relief, right? Like it's the chance to really go inward. But if you're not the kind of person who likes being alone with yourself, that's torture. And that's where like addictive behavior comes in. So um, it's been really, it's this is like where I'm really harvesting all this work I've done on myself because I actually really love my own company. Um, and something I learned in 2020 of my many 2020 lessons was how much alone time I really need to thrive. Um, I, there's, I read a lot about communication and leadership development and relationship skills. And, um, something that I read recently that surprised me is that we really need to be an effective leader. You need three hours of alone time for every one hour you spend with people. Um, and that's time you spend learning, growing, developing, integrating. Um, and, and here's the thing, um, that people who are, overachiever, recovering perfectionist types like me, um, really hate this word, but rest, R-E-S-T, is super important, uh, for our integration when we learn, right? Um, our brains, uh, consume 70% of our calories. I didn't know this until recently. Um, so our brains are actually very, very busy and, uh, they're doing a lot and they're picking up on a lot and they're integrating a lot. So when you're learning, you actually need sleep and calories to feed your brain. And it's the right kind of stuff, right? Like those brain food type things. But really thinking about a three to one ratio of alone time is wild. Um, it's definitely not what our little capitalist society wants us to believe. They want us to be like, uh, we're socialized, I think, to just be constantly um, productive in whatever way that is, right? So um, it's it, it was a real surprise to me how much alone time I needed and how much that would help me thrive. But it's been really good for me. And um, I wonder out there if you have felt like integrating more alone time in your life has been good for you. Um, and if you've grown and developed through that, um, I have a 2020 lesson that's been big is learning how to receive unconditional love from people who don't understand me. And I'll say this is specifically with my mom. Uh, a couple episodes back, I talked about like how our relationship is really one of the things I'm most proud of. And that's also a thing that's fruiting this year, right? Like I've been really able to just, I mean, we've lived near each other for over a year. And by near, I mean down the street. I see her like, you know, typically once a day, like just even in passing for like five, 10 minutes, um, just to check in. And, uh, it's been really nice to live near her. We have a great relationship. It's really fun. And just today, I'll tell you this, this is hilarious. So my mom is like trying to pass off a duty that she has, uh, here that she does, um, in our community. And she was just like, well, I thought about you, but I know that you're, you're really busy and focused. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm actually trying really hard to just focus on the things that I'm working on so that they can come to fruition because I believe the work I'm doing now is going to make me wealthy, which will then allow me to bless you and will allow me to bless a lot of people. Like I was just, I'm very straightforward about my goals, right? But she doesn't get me. She does not understand 
I think my drive as an entrepreneur and um, she really is not a big fan of visioning uh, in the way that I do it. Like she's uh, really pushed back on me. But it's just funny when like I'm here being myself, expressing my true self. Like I don't always even say that kind of stuff to her because like, you know, like if you're a big thinker and a big dreamer, you have to be really careful about who you talk to about this stuff. Um, and you also have to be resilient. Like if you get someone whose face, like my mom's face, like she's, I got this from her. So I learned this from her and I really had to unlearn it. But like basically your face being a billboard where people can tell what you're thinking. That's totally me. And I mean, here's a good thing. I've really cleaned up my thoughts. So I actually think really highly of most people. Um, and that's how I communicate. But my mom, like you could tell she thought I was crazy, like based on what I was saying. But like, it's the truth. I really do think about paying my mom's bills as a reason why I do the work I do. Right. Like I really um, want to be an entrepreneur so I can be a river or I am an entrepreneur so I can be a river, not a reservoir. So I can be more generous. And, uh, part of that is like, you know, giving my mom blessings from the work I do. I, I want to buy her a boat. She wants, I don't, I think boats are a, a waste of money in my personal opinion, but like she wants one. So I want to buy her one. Right. So it's just those kinds of things, but just being able to understand that she can still unconditionally love me. Right. I can receive that love that I crave from her. Um, when, cause the unconditional love I really need is the love I get connected to God. I've been doing, I continue to do my spiritual work. Um, but you know, also receiving that unconditional love from her because I know she loves me so very much, even though she doesn't totally understand me. And you know what? I don't really need to be understood by everybody. Like there's just like a few small people who I really feel like I treasure with my whole self. I mean, I treasure pretty much everyone with my whole self cause I'm a very authentic person, but like, I don't actually need people to fully understand me. And the, the more in tune I get with my authentic self, the weirder I get. I just feel weirder and weirder than everybody. Um, I'm so grateful to you who listen to my podcast and connect uh, with me on this stuff because uh, I know we've got a lot in common. But, like, of course there's things that you and I differ on um, because every single person's unique. We're supposed to be unique. So, really, 2020 has been me, like, digging in more and more to who, what makes me me, what makes Bevan unique, Right. Um, and then getting even more okay with it and just really like guarding it, guarding my, my vision of myself, guarding my, my self perspective from the opinions and the interactions of other people is a lifetime's work, right? Like I grew up just completely just devastated because my body was fat and I thought that therefore I meant I was a failure and no one would love me. I mean, those are just the feelings I had based on what I was taught. And it took me so much time to get through that, to get through this people pleasing perfectionism and all of that kind of stuff. And so I'm like really in a season where like, I'm like, wow, I really feel like my authentic self. And I know that keeps unfolding and I'm excited to continue that unfolding for the rest of my life. Cause that's really what life is about is just continuing to unwrap the present of who you really are and to step more and more confidently into the life that you're meant to live. Um, I've also realized, um, this year that like anytime I've been suicidal in the past, which I'm very I'm very open about this experience because I want people who experience this to relate. Um, but I can think back to times in my life where I was very suicidal, frequently having suicidal thoughts. And those were times that I was very much out of alignment with my spirit and out of alignment with what um, the calling on my life was. Um, and it frequently, I mean, when I was a lawyer, when I was a practicing lawyer, I was very suicidal. It was not cute. Um, and my mental health very much suffered because I was out of alignment. It wasn't my calling. I wasn't meant to be a lawyer. I was meant to, I don't know, be an aerobics instructor. <laughs> 
I don't know. I, th I don't think it's really like, I think I was meant to be Bevan and I think the aerobics are like part of how I present my gifts to the world. I'll say that. It's that the aerobics are a calling. The podcast is a calling, right? The things I do um, and connect with are callings. Um, another big 2020 lesson to me is really how important it is, uh, it is to me to be a lifelong learner. Um, I don't think I centered learning in my life to this degree since I was in law school. Um, and really law school kind of put me off of wanting to vigorously pursue knowledge. And it's not like I haven't learned anything in the 20 years it's been. Can you believe it's been 20 years since I was in law school? Um, I graduated 17 years ago. It's wild. Um, so in that time, it, it takes three years to get to law school, right? So I started 20 years ago. Um, but in this like past year and a half, I'll say, like I think I've rigorously dug into learning more than uh, probably all those years combined. And it's been so good. It's been so stimulating for me. I love reading books. I love learning. I love my daily commitment to um, putting things in my brain that nourish me. Um, it certainly means I've watched less Netflix um, or, or basically none. I, I really, really want to finish watching Emily in Paris. I started watching it a little bit at my mom's house. Um, they, mom and Pat don't want to watch it with me. It's not, they're not Darren Star kind of people. Um, but I know it's, I don't think Emily in Paris necessarily nourishes me, but I like really focusing my time on things that are nourishing me and like helping me up level who I am, uh, has been, has really fruited. I'll say that. Like, it's funny. Cause like, uh, sometimes you like go to school with this hope that like later on it's going to help your economics, like your financial well-being. But for me, it's kind of fun to like learn stuff and then immediately apply it in my life. Um, and then of course I can't be learning things without like seeing it everywhere else. So, um, I got, I got a subscription to Apple TV. I'll say this. I did watch a TV show, uh, a subscription to Apple TV for free with my phone. How weird. Um, so I watched Ted Lasso, who is this like intense optimist. Um, it's actually really funny and it's a great show to watch if you study leadership and communication because you can see all of these books I've read like just like almost verbatim in the plot of the show so I'm just like seeing how he leads his organization through communication through relationship building um, and optimism just a relentless optimism that people don't understand and that is truly the key to being an entrepreneur and not going totally crazy is to be the kind of optimist that uh, you have to be the most optimistic person in the world and you have to constantly believe in yourself um, even when you're failing 90% of the time it is uh, a weird thing I've learned in the last year and a half I would say is like how much failure is a part of success um, and I wish I had, I mean, I think this is the kind of thing you really have to kind of learn the hard way. Um, and I learned it the hard way. 2019 was a rough year for me. Um, so it made 2020 a little bit easier, right? To have had, to, to come off a rough year and be like, oh, more uncertainty. I can't go on tour this year. Like I thought, okay. Um, something that has really, I talked about this a lot in the last episode. Um, but I just want to mention this as a 2020 lesson MVP is every gathering is unique and special. Every single time, uh, like a, a different congregation of people come together at a different time. That's a new fresh thing that will never happen before or since, right? Like, um, it's really amazing what can happen when people come together. And I have just, you know, I've been missing it. I love in-person events. Throwing parties is one of my very favorite things. 
I love to host people. I love to connect with people. I love to facilitate gathering. And I'm so grateful for the folks who teach on Zoom so that we can gather there. I'm so grateful for Tokativity for allowing us to gather there virtually. I, I'm so grateful to the folks who come who are my regulars for Fat Kid Dance Party Aerobics. I love seeing people on Zoom every week and getting to dance. It's so much fun. I really missed partying together. I missed gathering and I really truly see how each and every gathering is unique and special um, and fantastic. And I'm, I'm so grateful to have that lesson so that, because I think, I mean, I think we're all going to feel this too. Like after 2020, when we get to be together, no group hug will be taken for granted. No gathering will be taken for granted. We're going to all get to be together and it's going to be so awesome. Um, another thing I've learned uh, this year really is that metrics do not gauge your success. I think they actually follow it. Um, last year I was feeling really bad about myself, um, feeling really unsuccessful because uh, financially I wasn't able to really pay my bills from the work that I felt like I was called to do. It was really hard for me. Um, just like kind of lining up my ego with that, right? Like and releasing the ego from the need to um, the need to have a specific monetary outcome. And what I'm starting to realize more and more is that success is actually an experience and it's an ongoing thing. Um, success is rented. It's not bought. You have to, and the rent is due every day. You have to keep showing up for it. And the success, the metrics follow that. I don't, I didn't know very few people this year who have had, um, an up level in their metrics, meaning more followers, more engagement. Um, most people are on the less side, I think, cause folks are kind of burnt out and freaked out and it's, you know, it's pandemic times and it's, it's just a weird time. So, um, but I think for me releasing the need for my follower count to be any type of way or, or whatever, right? Like engagement to be whatever it is. I'm really focusing now on like serving who I'm meant to serve and serving well and get, keep getting better and keep showing up. Um, I keep thinking about when am I going to do another season of my podcast? I don't know. Maybe if I decide to change the picture, but I'm just committed to doing this every week and just like continuing to add the numbers and yeah, I don't know. So I think traditional metrics are out the window. Um, and we really have to figure out like a more holistic view of what is even what does success even mean to you, right? Like before you try to even measure your success, figure out what it means to you to live success and aim for that instead of aiming so hard at like needing other people's approval. Because, um, you know, like I wouldn't want to have millions of followers if they were all really vapid and not interested in growth, right? And not interested in like changing the world. Um, that's not, those aren't my people, right? So just focus on who you're meant to serve. I mean, that's just been something that's really brought me a lot of peace this year. So maybe that'll bring you peace. Uh, or you can just keep focusing on your metrics. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm stepping back. I'm just telling you how I've learned and hopefully it helps you. Um, things that I've really, really learned this year is that uh, my attitude and my peace are not things that I will give away. Um, I worked really hard to, to nail down my attitude at the end of last year. It was really hard. Uh, I've said this a million times, 2019 was a hard year. Uh, but I really worked on my attitude cause I knew I could control it. And in a time where everything was out of my control and everything's always out of our control, but like, um, and a time where I really had to keep releasing things, uh, having my attitude and just focusing on like staying positive because honestly, like the person who suffers most when I'm not positive is me. <laughs> So why not make my life and my brain and my experience of the world a better one, right? Um, and then also my peace, right? Like this is I, something I really learned this year in 2020 was that um, people use the word influencer. They use the word um, 
content creator. I'm neither of those things. What I feel I am is I'm passing the peace. I figure out how I find peace with myself and then I share my recipe with other people. And that is what I've been doing since I was first on the internet in 2002, um, blogging back in the olden days when it was only blogs, there was no social media. Um, and ever since then, it's really just how do I find peace and sharing the recipe. So that's been really helpful. Um, and like really holding on to my peace and not letting people disturb it. Um, I find people who I find annoying now, I can usually find charming if I like change the way I'm thinking about it. And that has been such a relief. Um, it makes life more fun and funny and a little bit more like a little Hallmark movie than, um, annoying like homeowners association stuff. Right. Um, and okay. And then the final thing that I really learned and landed this year, 2020, um, is I gave my dream to God this year. And I say that in that specific way. Um, I read this book called The Dream Giver, uh, which if you're on an entrepreneurial journey or if you are a person who's like a creator uh, and you have just like, you're nowhere close to where you think you are in your journey for your dream, I want to tell you, read this book, The Dream Giver. Um, it's very spiritual, um, but there was there's a part in the book where you have to like release your dream to God. Like you have this dream, you work for your dream, you fight for your dream, you move your dream forward. But then, like, there's a moment where, like, you're tested and you kind of just have to release what you think is supposed to happen. Um, and that, to me, has been so amazing. It, honestly, like, really just kind of opening up to, I know the goddess uses me in her mysterious ways. Um, I feel like I, so many smart people have told me, oh, I think Fat Kid Dance Party is a billion-dollar business, right? I would love for that to be true. You know what? I don't need it to be true to feel successful. I actually feel successful every time I teach a class and even one person is there and that one person leaves with a smile on their face. And I'll tell you, I have a hundred percent return. Everyone leaves with a smile on their face. Um, it is, I create joy. That is the work product of what I do. I still don't really understand how to sell it or how to market it, but I know that that's what I produce and kind of releasing what I thought I needed to do with this or whatever, just like trusting the instincts, trusting my intuition and really working on centering my spiritual practice and my peace so that I can hear those instincts and intuitions and put them into practice so I can serve more people, um, is really the work, right? So, um, that was something, it was like a major turning point for me as someone who's been very goal oriented, hashtag Capricorn, uh, for so long, uh, to really just kind of release it and be like, okay, well, you know what? Like all my needs are met. Um, I am not food insecure mom. If you're listening to this, um, I don't, I mean, I don't make a lot of cash, right? I don't really have leggings money, but I do have peace. I have my rent paid. Um, I live simply and you can hear the hum of my little heater. Um, I have learned, this is another 2020 bonus lesson. I've learned the hearth of the home. Uh, you know how people are constantly talking about the hearth. When you live in a house and your heat source is like in one spot, that's the hearth of the home because you're fucking cold. Uh, and so I'm just like, I'm grateful for my heater every single day. Um, and I'm grateful to have figured out, I talked in a few episodes recently, I've talked about my issues with condensation in my trailer. I now have a dehumidifier, but it can't work at the same time as the heater. So I have this like system where I like do dehumidifying overnight and just sleep in a very cold place. And then it takes a while to heat up the house. It's a whole thing, but I'm just going to say, I love my heater. I love the hearth of the home and it's really like kind of changed how I view home and centeredness and all of that kind of stuff. So 
Anyway, and also a, a life lesson that is, is continually fruiting is that my friends are truly my favorite form of wealth. I'm so grateful to all of you who tune into this. I know so many of my personal friends like listen to this and keep up with me. And I'm so grateful for you staying connected. Um, I would love to hear what you are doing and how you have learned in 2020. And there's a fun feature on Anchor. Um, so my website for the podcast is anchor, like dropping an anchor from a ship, dot FM, like a radio, slash Bevan, my first name, B like B boss, E like Edward, V like Victor, I like Igloo, N like Nancy, anchor dot FM slash Bevan. Um, if you go on there, there's a way to leave me a voice memo. I'm not fully sure about this technology, but I know where those voice memos end up and I know I can put them in a podcast. So if you want to leave me a voice memo about what you've learned in 2020, what your biggest takeaways are, uh, or anything like that, I would love to hear from you and just kind of get some of your 2020 lessons in a later episode. Um, I also want to say I got my Spotify wrapped. <laughs> Um, which is the Spotify end of year report. I am very proud to say that I listened to 469 new artists this year and like almost 200 new genres. I, I don't, I don't know how they do genres, but, um, I'm grateful that I've kept my mind open and I'm constantly exploring. Um, I listen to a lot of music. Uh, I love music. It's so important to me. Um, and so that was a fun thing to get from the end of this year. Um, anyway, if you find this podcast valuable, I would love to tell you how to support the podcast, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com is a membership support site that allows folks like me to create content for folks like you. Um, and it's a paid platform. Membership starts at two bucks a month from, for what I offer, uh, as part of that, the base membership levels, you get access to, uh, my all of my zoom aerobics classes so you can come to all of them uh included in your membership uh there's a special podcast series just for my patreon uh folks they're all little shorter episodes and there are meditations reiki healings um and then self-care tips and updates that i only share over there on patreon and for the $25 a month level, you'll get on-demand aerobics classes. So that's kind of my flagship tier. It's a membership level. You get six aerobics classes to choose from at a time that you get to do on your schedule. I film them in the woods. They're beautiful. There's a 10-minute, a 20-minute, two 55-minute classes, a dedicated chair class, and then a 45-minute canna-size class. And canna-size is just vacuum dance party aerobics but a little simpler, more repetitive choreography made for a cannabis experience. So if you want to have an edible or if you want to do CBD or whatever you do, you know, it's, it's made for you for in that way. So anyway, patreon.com slash FKDP, which stands for Fat Kid Dance Party, which is my aerobics class for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness. If you've ever been called too much, too fat, or felt too awkward to dance, this is the supportive class for you. So thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Thank you so much for uh, subscribing and liking it, sharing it with your pals. Um, it truly means the world to me to see these end of year Spotify things that I was even a top podcast for anybody. Um, it's so nice and it's so grateful to, or I'm so grateful to hear that I'm not just speaking into a void, that there are real people out there listening. Um, I love you so much. I hope you know you're worthy of love exactly as you are and there's nothing you have to change 
Uh, I believe that each of us is an infinite creation. There's only one of us in all of time and space. And the specific dreams that you have on your heart for your life are the seeds that were planted so that you could bring something special to humanity. So I hope that you listen to that still small voice in you. I hope you listen to your intuition. You figure out what the longing is on your heart and just take one little step every day towards it. It's usually outside your comfort zone. So you're going to have to get a little nervous, a little awkward. And imagine me cheering you on for doing that awkward thing because I know there's so much available and more for you in store. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll talk next week.